This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I got the authority, the Devi authority. This pot is just more to me. The Devi authority going way up. Taking my opponents down and going way up. Waiting is waiting you down. It's a bevy, a Devi. You can bet I stay ready. I ain't petty. I'm betting all up on me to defend these all, all these titles. What's up, guys, and welcome into the Devi Authority, coming to you through the airwaves of the media empire that is the Fantasy Authority. I'm Christian Welch, Evil Empire FF on Twitter, and I'm your host for this adventure. This is episode 31, and today I'll be hitting on all the notable games from week two and nearly every relevant Devi player you can think of. Let's go ahead and dive into week two. We'll go from the number 25 team all the way to the number one team and even hit on a few unranked games that matter to us in fantasy football. So let's go ahead and start off with those higher profile unranked games. So Iowa State, Iowa. Uh, Definitely not a barn burner. This thing finished Iowa State 10, Iowa 7. Uh, so Iowa historically is a team that does not like to score points, really prides themselves on defense, and and that's the kind of game we got here in this rivalry. But there's a receiver for Iowa State that I want to shout out that has been playing great this year, um, and that's Xavier Hutchinson. So 11 catches for 98 yards and a receiving touchdown, the uh, the only touchdown for the Cyclones in this game. And he's been just incredible to start this season. And on a team that doesn't score very much, when there's a guy dominating to the extent that Hutchinson is, it's worth putting your eyes on. So check out Xavier Hutchinson at Iowa State. Iowa State's running back, Jarrell Brock, also had a pretty good day. 27 carries for 100 rushing yards, also had five catches. And then the NFL prospect at tight end for Iowa. We know Iowa's a tight end factory. Uh, Sam Laporta had eight catches for 55 yards. So as productive of a day as you can have being a Hawkeye. Next game I want to talk about is Illinois and Virginia. And this game actually disappointed me a little bit. Illinois wins the game 24 to three. And Virginia is a team that, you know, provides us a lot of uh, offensive power in in the you know c2c and debbie world at least they did last year um and virginia doesn't even score a touchdown in this game i I thought virginia could win this game brandon armstrong virginia's quarterback 13 of 32 just a horrendous day 180 passing yards no touchdowns two picks uh dontavian wicks the big receiver for uh, for virginia uh just two catches 23 yards so rough day for him the good in this game illinois running back chase brown continues his great start to 2022 20 carries 146 rushing yards for him but just a rough showing for virginia to start this season the next game i want to touch on is kansas state 40 missouri 12 so just a pathetic showing for an sec team here in missouri going down by almost 30 points to kansas state now deuce vaughn did his thing for kansas state 24 carries 145 rushing yards and two touchdowns but man, what a terrible showing for Mizzou. Next game I want to talk about is Kansas 55, West Virginia 42, and that is an overtime score. So Kansas scored in overtime and then took a took a pick back to the house, even though they didn't need to, just to, to go ahead and put an exclamation point on that. And you cannot blame the Jayhawks for that. This is a program that struggled tremendously for forever, it seems. And it seems like they've got a decent ball club this year. Get the win against the Mountaineers. Uh, Devin Neal, Kansas's running back, gets in the end zone three times. Just 11 carries, though, 59 yards, three touchdowns, though. Bryce Ford Wheaton, the wide receiver for West Virginia, 
continues to light up the scoreboard this year. 11 catches, 152 yards, and two receiving touchdowns for him. So that's all I want to touch on in the unranked game. So let's go ahead and jump into the top 25 now. And here's a game that I thought disappointed a little bit as well. This game I thought was going to be a high scoring, just shootout, and it started off really, really slow. This score may seem not low, but but this is one I thought could get into the you know 50 to 48 range. And that's number 25, Houston, 30, Texas Tech, 33. So Texas Tech, the Red Raiders, to knock off a, a ranked team here in Houston. Uh, Nathaniel Dell still did his thing for Houston, seven catches, 120 yards. Freshman Matthew Golden, wide receiver I like a ton, scores his first college touchdown, two catches, 25 yards, and that receiving touchdown for him. And then Miles Price, the uh, receiver for Texas Tech that I highlighted in the Big 12 episode, five catches, 78 yards, and a receiving touchdown for him after a slow start last week, so that's good to see. Number 23, Wake Forest defeats Vanderbilt 45-25, to so nice 20-point win here for Wake Forest. Their quarterback, Sam Hartman, is back uh, from an illness that he had going on. He came back and, and went 18 of 27 for 300 yards, four touchdowns to no picks. So a strong game for Hartman. And man, his number one wide receiver, A.T. Perry, was happy to have him back. So he was slow out the gates last week in week one. Uh, but five catches, 142 yards, and a receiving touchdown for Perry here in week two. Vanderbilt's running back, Ramon Davis, strong showing for him. 18 carries, 87 yards, and a rushing touchdown, and also had five catches. So keep your eye on Davis there. Moving on to the next one here. We got 22, number 22, Ole Miss, 59, Central Arkansas, three. They, they probably paid Central Arkansas a million dollars to show up and take this beating, and they did They did the job unlike a couple teams this week. Freshman running back, Quinshawn Judkins for the Rebels, 10 carries, 104 yards. Zach Evans, the big NFL prospect running back for Ole Miss, 11 carries, 53 yards, and a rushing touchdown. And then through the air for Ole Miss, Michael Trigg, five catches, 28 yards, three touchdowns. So not the biggest yardage day, but getting into the end zone three times. We like that in fantasy. And then Jonathan Mingo with a big yardage day for the Rebels, three catches for 103 yards. So big time yards per catch there for Mingo. Moving on to number 19, Wisconsin, losing to Washington State, 14 to 17. So new Washington State quarterback Cameron Ward comes to town, defeats Wisconsin, goes 17 of 28, 200 yards, one touchdown to two picks. So not the strongest day, but nonetheless leads his team to a win. And then the big running back for Wisconsin, Braylon Allen, 21 carries, 98 yards. So not the biggest day, but but a fine day for Braylon Allen. Number 18, NC State needed a bounce back game this week after, after struggling with ECU last week. And man, Devin Leary was happy to see Charleston Southern come to town. NC State puts it on him 55 to 3. Leary accounts for six total touchdowns, going 238, 4, and 0 through the air. And then three carries, 20 yards, and two rushing touchdowns as well. So nice bounce back for Leary, a player I like quite a bit that looked pretty bad last week. So good to see him right the ship. Hopefully that trend continues. And then this game is going to be my most exciting game to talk about. My Vols went into Pittsburgh, ranked number 24, and get the win in overtime over Pittsburgh, 34-27. to 27. Some people might might not be too excited about that, but hey, Tennessee has struggled for, for 15 years or so, and you're not going to find me complaining about a, a win against a ranked team on the road. It wasn't pretty, but we got the job done. I have seen this Tennessee team lose games where it's been pretty. You know, you're not going to find me complaining about losing an ugly game. But nonetheless, the, the, the stat sheet got filled up a little bit. That's what that's what the Vols do. We move the ball quick, and, and we fill up that stat sheet. So let's look at it. Um, our quarterback, Hendon Hooker, 325 pass yards, two touchdowns, no picks. 
Uh, Cedric Tillman, his number one wide receiver with a monster day, nine catches for 162 yards and a receiving touchdown. Jalen Hyatt, 11 catches at the wide receiver two there for Tennessee for 73 yards. And then Brew McCoy, four catches, 58 yards and a touchdown as well for him. So all three Tennessee receivers putting up a pretty good day. Uh, for Pittsburgh, Izzy Abanaconda, who was kind of upstaged by Rodney Hammond last week. Hammond didn't play this game, and, man, did, did Izzy take advantage. 25 carries, 154 rushing yards, and a touchdown. And then their tight end, Gavin Bartholomew, five catches, 84 yards, and a receiving touchdown. And, man, this guy made one of our defenders look stupid. Total hurdle here. Get on Twitter, search Gavin Bartholomew, search hurdle, whatever. You'll, 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 you'll see it. It was, it was something, to, something to see. Um, I wasn't happy about it when it happened, but now that we escaped with the win, I can look back at that and be like, man, that was pretty nice, Gavin. But moving on from that game, number 16, Arkansas defeats South Carolina in an SEC matchup here, 44-30. to 30. Raheem Rocket Sanders, the running back for Arkansas, 24 carries, 156 yards, and two rushing touchdowns, just continues to dominate. Their quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, super accurate day, passing the ball, 18 of 21, uh, just 162 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Also added 67 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown on the ground there for Jefferson. For South Carolina, their receiver transfer here, Antoine Wells Jr., destroyed it, man. Eight catches, 189 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Um, that, of course, coming from his quarterback, Spencer Rattler, who threw for 376 through the air, that one touchdown to Wells, and then one interception. So pretty entertaining SEC game here, but man, Arkansas looks good. So number 15, Miami defeats Southern Miss 30-7, to and this one's pretty boring here. I mean, not much to talk about fantasy-wise. Tyler Van Dyke threw for 263 through the air, one touchdown, one pick. Um, Henry Parrish, 23 carries, 109 yards, one rushing touchdown for the Hurricanes, but you know, kind of a snoozer as far as, uh, you know, talking stats. And number 14, Michigan State puts it on Akron, 52-0. Again, another one of these boring games. Uh, they took care of business on the ground. Though. Jalen Berger, 17 carries, 107 rushing yards and three touchdowns. Jarek Broussard, fellow transfer to, to Michigan State, 15 carries, 81 yards and two rushing touchdowns for him. And then the big receiver there for Michigan State, uh, Jaden Reed, six catches, 76 yards receiving for him. Uh, so moving on to Utah, we saw that Utah-Florida game last week, Utah losing a heartbreaker in the swamp. They probably needed a bounce back week, and man, did they put it on Southern Utah, 73-7. to Cam Rising, 17 of 23 passing, 254 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. The big recipient this week was tight ends Dalton Kincaid, seven catches, 107 yards, and two. The rushing game for Utah was kind of spread out evenly. Uh, Tavion Thomas did well, but, but so, so did three, four other guys. So this was such a beating. Um, there's not really a 100-plus yard rusher to talk about, but the Utes spread out the love and, and just put it on Southern Utah in all facets. So one of the games of the week here, number 12, Florida, against number 20, Kentucky. And this one started off with Florida looking like they were going to get another win. But, but man, Anthony Richardson struggled. Not the same player we saw in week one in his coming out party against Utah. Kentucky escapes the swamp with a 26-16 win. So the story of this game is going to be Richardson. I mean, 14 of 35 passing. So just a horrendous passing day. Uh, just 143 passing yards for Richardson. No touchdowns, two interceptions, and only four rushing yards. So didn't even get it done on the ground either. So just a night and day difference from week one Richardson to week two Richardson. And that's kind of going to, kind of going to be the story with him this year. I mean, we saw all the tools and the traits that he possesses that week one that make him a potential first-round NFL draft pick. And then we saw everything this this week that, you know, his lack of experience, you know, contributes to and, you know, just some of the improvements we need to see in his game. So 
this may be a little bit of a roller coaster ride for Richardson. Maybe he's the kind of guy that needs to stay in school another year. But I mean, just a just a crazy uh, a bag of man potential number one draft pick to to sometimes looking like a mess like this. So it's it's going to be a fun adventure to follow. But nonetheless, a very talented player there in Richardson for Florida. Florida's new running back Montreal Johnson, seven carries, sixty two rushing yards for him. Freshman running back Trevor Etienne, Travis Etienne's little brother, nine carries, forty six yards and a touchdown for him. And then on the winning side, we're talking about the losing team here too much. Will Levis for Kentucky, not the biggest day, but definitely led his team to a win. Uh, he was 13 of 24, 202 yards, one touchdown and one pick. And the biggest recipient of his passing for the day was freshman receiver Dane Key, three catches, 83 yards and a touchdown for Key. So number 11, Oklahoma State, 34, Arizona State, 17. So Spencer Sanders continues to dominate this year. Uh, 268 passing yards for him, two touchdowns, one pick. Um, added a rushing touchdown and 54 rushing yards on the ground. So he is just putting up the fantasy stats this year. Oklahoma State's running back, Dominic Richardson, 27 carries, 131 yards and one rushing touchdown. Also added five catches for 44 yards. So big day for him. On the Arizona State side of things, uh, Xavier Valade, their running back with a big day, 21 carries, 118 yards, one touchdown. And then receiver Elijah Badger, six for 91 and a touchdown through the air. So number 10, USC beats Stanford 41 to 28. Caleb Williams continues to look awesome this year for the Trojans, 20 of 27 through the air for 341 yards, four touchdowns and no picks. You know, Blitnikoff winner Jordan Addison was the recipient of most of that. Seven catches, 172 yards, and two receiving touchdowns for him. Mario Williams, four catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown for him. Travis Dye, 14 carries, 105 yards, and a touchdown for him. USC just feasted today. Stanford, EJ Smith, Emmett Smith's son, 19 carries, 88 yards, and a touchdown. Ben Urasek, the NFL prospect tight end, five catches, 45 yards. And then Tanner McKee, the quarterback that is getting some NFL draft buzz that I am not a big fan of, 20 of 35, 220 yards, one touchdown to two picks. So a lot of players to talk about there in that game. But, man, the, the Trojans are looking good under Lincoln Rowley so far in 2022. Uh, number nine, Baylor, 20. Number 21, BYU, 26. So a huge win for the Cougars over a top 10 team here. Not much to talk about fantasy-wise, but the two quarterbacks, Jaron Hall, 261 passing yards, one touchdown, no picks for BYU. And then Blake Shapin, kind of a quiet day, 137 yards passing, a touchdown, no picks for Baylor. Number eight, Notre Dame. This is one of the stories of the week here. So we have two top 10 teams going down to teams they should not have lost to. Just a little spoiler there. The first one we're going to talk about is number eight, Notre Dame, losing at home to Marshall. 21 to 26. So the Thundering Herd go into South Bend and escape with a win. Uh, the star for Marshall was Kalen Laybourne, former running back from Florida State, 31 carries, 163 yards, and a rushing touchdown. And the crazy thing is that's not even Marshall's starting running back. Marshall's starting running back, Rasheen Ali, is just an incredible CFF C2C player. And Laybourne's their, their number two guy, and he is up there destroying Notre Dame. Now, granted, he was a former Power 5 player, but Marshall's number two running back, getting Marshall a win here at Notre Dame. Uh, the Notre Dame guys we're interested in, Michael Mayer still eight, um, eight catches, 103 yards receiving and a receiving touchdown for him. And then Lorenzo Styles with a strong day, seven catches for 69 yards. But Notre Dame's quarterback, Tyler Buckner, is pretty bad, two interceptions, and, and he ended up getting injured. It seems like he's going to miss the season as well. So it looks like Notre Dame will be turning to uh, backup quarterback Drew Pine going forward. And quite frankly, it can't really get worse than it, than it has been offensively for, for the Irish. 
So moving on to number seven, Oklahoma. They take care of business against Kent State, 33-3. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, 21 of 28 for 296 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. His number one receiver, Marvin Mims, with a strong day, seven catches, 163 yards, and two receiving touchdowns. And then running back Eric Gray, 10 carries for 71 yards. Other than that, a pretty quiet day there. And then here's the other top 10 team going down to a team they should not have. Number six, Texas A&M getting absolutely dominated by Appalachian State. The score is only 17 to 14 Appalachian State, but Appalachian State held the ball for what it seems like to be the entire game. Texas A&M could not do anything offensively. And this is against an Appalachian State team that gave up over 60 points to North Carolina last week. So A&M's offense looks quite concerning. I don't know if those, there's going to be a quarterback change or what, but Something needs to change there in, in College Station. This was a, a one of the most dismal performances I've ever seen. Uh, the star for Appalachian State was uh, running back Cameron Peoples, 19 carries for 112 yards. Uh, the only two, you know, players on AM that we can talk about here, Devin Chain with a decent rushing day, 10 for 66 and a touchdown. And then freshman Evan Stewart, uh, the wide receiver, uh, had five catches for 48 yards. So he's still still being involved early, which we love. Uh, number five, Clemson uh, beats Furman 35 to 12. So one of these get right games for Clemson. DJU looked a little bit better. 21 of 27, 231 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, 36 rushing yards on the ground for him. Will Shipley, 10 carries, 68 yards and two rushing touchdowns for him. Clemson's top receiver, Bo Collins, four catches, 57 yards and a touchdown. But again, it's Furman. Not much to talk about there. Uh, number four, Michigan, 56, Hawaii, 10. Um, and the story in this game was Michigan's quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, uh, getting the start over Cade McNamara and their kind of, you know, alternating starts. We'll see who the QB is going to be. McCarthy's definitely the more talented QB, and he showed this against Hawaii. 11 of 12, 229 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. So it looks like he's going to be the Wolverines quarterback going forward. Uh, the running backs for Michigan, Blake Corum, nine carries, 88 yards and a touchdown. And then Donovan Edwards just had four touches, but turned it into 59 yards and a touchdown as well. Ronnie Bell, top receiver for Michigan, six catches, 76 yards and a touchdown. Number three, Ohio State, 45, Arkansas State, 12. So Ohio State fills up the stat sheet this week after a little quieter game against Notre Dame last week. Uh, C.J. Stroud looked beautiful again. I mean, 351 passing yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Trevion Henderson, 10 carries, 87 yards, two rushing touchdowns. And then the receivers, I uh, remember JSN is still out. Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, I guess coming out party for this season, seven catches, 184 yards and three touchdowns. And then Emeka Egbuka, uh, who had the big game last week, he followed that up with four catches for 118 yards and a receiving touchdown for himself. So nice day for Ohio State to get right and, and have some of those players put up some big numbers. Georgia just continues to dominate. Now, now this is against Samford, not against Oregon. They didn't beat Samford as, as badly as they beat Oregon either, so they clearly did not have the uh, the gas pedal pressed down as hard as they did against the Ducks. Uh, Kendall Milton, 10 rushes, 85 yards. Uh, Kenny McIntosh, 12 touches, 76 yards, and a touchdown, getting it done from all over the place again. Brock Bowers, quiet game, three catches, 57 yards for him. Stetson Bennett, though, a 300-yard passing day with a touchdown and no interceptions for Bennett. So it looks like he is improving as a passer, which is scary uh, for a team like Georgia that, that pretty much won the natty on defense alone last year. And then absolutely the game and story of the week here, number one Alabama escaping Austin, Texas with a 20-19 to win, and that's after Texas loses Quinn Ewers to injury. And, man, Quinn Ewers looked like he was about to have his coming-out party for, for the Longhorns. 
But at the time he was injured, he was nine of 12 for 134 yards. And every bit of that 134 yards were gorgeous deep balls. I mean, he looked confident. His throws looked accurate. He, he, he was playing with a, with a chip on his shoulder and an edge to him where I, I truly feel this game would have ended up different if we got a whole game of Ewers. Uh, Ewers looks like he's going to be out about six weeks or so. Uh, Texas is going to have to go over to Hudson Card, who played well backing him up. You know, he played quite a bit last year, but man, Ewers, we saw that ceiling in this game, and, and I'm excited to watch him some more when he comes back. But disappointing day for Bama. Uh, Bryce Young, 213 passing yards, one touchdown, no picks. Uh, seven carries for 38 yards on the ground for Young. Uh, the running backs in this game, Jameer Gibbs, uh, just nine carries for 22 yards on the ground, but through the air, nine catches for 74 yards and a touchdown. So the Tide were involving Gibbs big time and involving him, you know, early and often. Uh, Bijan Robinson for Texas, 21 carries, 57 yards and a touchdown on the ground, three catches for 73 yards through the air. And these were some acrobatic catches. The guy looks so natural as a pass catcher. It's really hard to find a flaw in his game. Uh, Jace McClellan, the other running back for Alabama, six carries, 97 yards, and a big rushing touchdown for him. Xavier Worthy, five catches, 97 yards, was so close to having one of those big touchdowns from Ewers in the first quarter, too. And then Jordan Whittington for the Longhorns, a uh, strong game with seven catches and 64 yards for him. So just a crazy day in Austin. It's a shame the Longhorns did not come away with the victory. It's a shame Ewers got hurt, but... You know, looks like Texas is headed in the right direction. Looks like we may have a little bit more concerns on Alabama than we thought. And, man, I can't wait till Quinn Ewers is back. So let's look at some other notable uh, performers from some of the lower-profile games. The top guy on this list is just jaw-dropping performance by him, and that's running back Evan Hull of Northwestern. On the ground, he had 17 carries for 65 yards and a touchdown, so just a, a normal day on the ground. But he had 14 catches for 213 yards and a receiving touchdown through the air. So in fantasy, we love running backs that can catch the ball. How's 14, 213, and one sound through the air for your running back? <clears throat> what a day for Hull. Uh, the next one, everyone's going to be excited to hear about this that plays Debbie, that plays C to C. The number one running back in the class this, this year, freshman running back Nicholas Singleton at Penn State, 10 carries, 179 yards, and two touchdowns. So he has arrived. And he looked awesome. The other freshman running back that's been playing well so far this year, Amarian Hampton at UNC. 16 carries, 110 yards, and two rushing touchdowns for Hampton. Some smaller school guys I got to shout out just because they put up the numbers huge this week. Uh, Zachary Franklin at UTSA, wide receiver. 10 catches, 122 yards, and two receiving touchdowns for him. Ollie Jennings at Old Dominion, also a wide receiver. Eight catches for 200 yards and three touchdowns. A huge day for him. ECU's running back Keaton Mitchell, 18 carries for 160 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Dwayne McBride, uh, running back UAB, 20 carries, 177 yards and a rushing touchdown. Rishi Rice, who you guys have heard me talk about a couple times, uh, wide receiver at SMU, nine catches, 132 yards and two touchdowns for him. And then Will Rogers, Mike Leach's quarterback there at Miss State, continuing to light it up, puts 313 on. Uh, Arizona for another four touchdowns for Will Rogers. So keep your eye on Miss State. They are doing some special things, and I've got a feeling they're a little bit better than they usually are this year. That's all I've got for an exciting week two of college football. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel at the Fantasy Authority. Follow us on Twitter at FF underscore authority and find me on Twitter at Evil Empire FF. Catch you guys next time.
The Devi Authority going way up. Taking my opponents down and going way up. Waiting is waiting you down, yeah.